what is up, Wine Nation? This is Ray DeLucci with the Wine Cook Thoughts Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Welcome to episode 194, closing in on 200. So as always, thank you for listening and supporting the show. A little break last week uh, from the podcast. Uh, the last podcast episode I put out was actually a tribute uh, to a professor, uh, Jerry Fischetti, who passed away. Uh, so after that, I wanted to give that some time to um, just have its own space uh, before uploading another episode. I didn't want it to feel like it was like a part of an episode, a weekly release. So I wanted to give two weeks for that uh, because he was an important figure in uh, my career. And so giving that episode the time and space it needed, I thought was very important. But I am back this week with a solo podcast episode. And it is in a topic I, you know, you, you may have heard me talk about before with wanting to expand within the food industry, wanting to uh, create uh, just more opportunity for yourself in the food world. And for me, that correlates to uh, being able to understand that cooking is not the only thing you need to learn if you want to be a multifaceted person within the food world. Uh, cooking is actually, uh, I would argue, a small percentage of what you need to learn in order to be um, really good in the food world. And so I want to kind of break down some things that I think you should be looking at if not cooking. Like let's assume you are learning cooking, you will always be learning how to cook, you'll be learning new recipes, new techniques, and everything else. Let's assume that's going to be learned. What are some other skills, what are some other opportunities, what are some other uh, vantage points that you can get to be better as a food industry professional? So that is my goal today. And I just want to share why I believe it's so important and how it's impacted me in regards to having this framework and this mindset throughout my career so far. Before we get into the show, just a friendly reminder that I put out a newsletter every Monday called Prep List Items. This newsletter focuses on a bunch of different things that I've found over the last few years now doing the show. So if you'd like to check that out, please go to linecooksauce.com, put in your email and hit subscribe. Also, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review for the podcast. It helps me gain traction and it helps me understand what you like about the show. I am here. I am ready with my cup of coffee. I am excited to start the day and here we go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So one of the biggest things you will learn when starting in food is the basics. You know, I, I have a traditional culinary school background. I started working at a fast food restaurant when I was 15. Uh, around 18, I went to college to learn uh, how to cook from the Culinary Institute of America. And since then, I have been uh, honing my food uh, food <laughs> cooking skills, I guess you should say. Uh, my, uh, my chef skills, quote unquote, uh, to become a better chef and a better food industry professional. And, you know, that all started with the basics, uh, learning knife cuts, learning stocks, sauces, working my way up to butchering and learning how, um, you know, different ingredients came to be. And then finally getting to the point where I am um, being able to create dishes. And I think that's one of the biggest things is uh, creativity with whole dishes. I always, I remember like for the first few years in my career, I would always sit back and be like, all right, I know what ingredients I like. I know what techniques I'm good at. And I know where I want to go. But it was so hard for me to envision myself creating new dishes. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. 
But just the thought of creating an entirely composed dish, let alone an entirely composed menu, was so daunting to me. I remember that so like so vividly. And it's funny now because I do uh, recipe development and other work such as that, so it's a big part of what I do every day. But I remember when I started in culinary school, I remember a year in, I was still like, yeah, like, I, I have ideas for cool ingredients or like cool, like smaller, like parts of a recipe, but putting it all together and putting a meal together seemed like the most terrifying thing in the world. So that is, um, yeah. So learning that skill is very important. I would argue it is one of the most important things you need to learn when starting out. Of course, how to cook, how to function in the work environment you're going to be placed in, how to understand what needs to be done. But beyond that, there are so many other skills that you need to learn if you want to be a multifaceted um, individual in the food world. And I just think that is sometimes not not talked about enough in the food industry. And I know this because over the last four years of doing this, I've talked a lot about how we don't focus enough on other aspects of the industry besides cooking and how what we idolize a lot are the dishes. And we should, like good cooking is amazing, but there are also a lot of other things that go into it. And so for me, uh, I posted on my Instagram about a week ago this uh, tweet that I had put out, and I just wanted to read it for you because it's the, uh, it's the inspiration for this conversation, for this solo episode today. So I tweeted, learning to, co- learning to cook is relatively the easy part in your career. People management, financial management, customer experience, marketing, and everything else that comes along with food is the hard part. Effort in those skills goes a long way in a space where many focus on food only. If you want to diversify yourself, if you want to put yourself out there as someone who is um, sought out as a worker, someone who is like someone who people want for you, they want you to work for them. You need to diversify what you know and what you do. And I do see a lot of people in the industry sometimes use cooking as a crutch where they'll always be focusing on recipes. They'll always be focusing on getting better with their skills. And like I said, that's that's huge. You need that. But they almost use it to the point where it's like, oh, well, I can't work on learning food costs because I'm working on my recipes. I can't work on um, inventory management. I can't work on labor, like learning how labor works because I'm focused on creating better dishes. And for a small amount of people that works, you know, we get these chefs that are super great at cooking. But then you see the after effects of it where they don't know how to lead a team and there's a toxic culture or they don't know how to make payroll and they're not running a profitable business. So learning how to cook is great. Learning how to cook is why we all do it. But when you start to get a solid foundation, your time and energy need to go into different things. And I think that's lost a lot of the times in the food world. And I think it's we glamorize the end product, but at what cost and how did it get there, you know? as I sip my coffee, because like I said, earlier morning for me, and a little uh, coffee was needed this morning, <laughs> especially when you're going to go talk to yourself for half an hour. The cost of doing business, the cost of being a chef, how things get to a plate. If you don't have an understanding of how things operate within the food world, it leaves you at a disadvantage. Because it's actually the knowledge of how everything else works that dictates your ability to be innovative with the recipes you create. You might have a great idea and you might have a great recipe you're going to work on. You might have this excellent dish and these excellent flavor combinations and everything else in between. 
But if you can't actually physically produce that because of the constraints of your team, if you can't produce that because of the constraints of food cost, if you can't produce that because the knowledge gap is too large as a restaurant um, staff, you know, maybe you're working at a like kind of more casual restaurant. And you're trying to do like some molecular gastronomy like recipe that you want to try. Like that might that will probably not work there, you know. And is that even what your customers want? So much about the food world, and this isn't even in restaurants. This is in food manufacturing, food development, food media is about understanding more than just the food. I couldn't have made a podcast and an Instagram page that just highlights food, and it would probably have done a lot better on social media. I probably would have had so many more followers. There's so many accounts that highlight amazing-looking food and amazing um, work by all these chefs around the world, and I love that. And that's a, a little bit of what Line Cook Thoughts does. But for me, it was super relevant and super important to also highlight what needs to be worked on in the industry, uh, what other what people... Are responsible for besides putting food on a plate and overall what it means to be a food industry professional. And so when we think about creativity, when we think about innovation, the structure in which you create, the structure in which you innovate needs to be built. The rules need to be applied. The sandbox, the levels, everything in between, they need to be created. They need to be focused on and they need to be understood, not just by you, but by the team that's working with you. If you don't have that, then you're actually putting yourself at a creative disadvantage. So if you don't understand what your costs are, you don't understand what your inventory is like, you don't understand what your customer preferences are, you don't understand what the strengths and weaknesses of your staff are, you don't understand what's in season, if you don't understand the different, like if a vegetable tastes different, in June versus September, if you don't understand all those other things, you just focus on food creativity and like being a better cook, then you, you don't have that framework to make higher level decisions and become someone who is more able to enact change and most likely have more leadership. And so that is the big reason for this podcast today. I think food cookery is like 30%. It's 30, like around 30% is like being a good cook. If your goal is to be someone who is successful in the food world, I think like, like, like there's so many people out there that can cook. There's people that just go into work, cook for eight hours, and then go do another job in another industry. And they're just amazing. And they're better than me. And they're better than a lot of people on, like on the line. Some people are just innately talented at cooking. So cooking, like it's hard. You need to train. You need to work hard. You need to be able to do it. But there's so many good people that cook out there. But if your goal is to really grow and pursue a career in food and to really like push yourself, understanding all that stuff is, is immensely important. Because not only is it giving you a framework on which to work in, it gives you an idea of what exactly your work means. You know, I, I always struggled with this concept, and I, thought, I, did, I think I did a little bit of work on this when I started Line Cook Thoughts, that you know, when I was a line cook, what I... What, I loved cooking. I loved being a line cook. That's why I started the brand Line Cook Thoughts, you know? It's something that I really loved. But for me, it was like, I was cooking dishes, and I was putting them in the window in the past, and they'd go out, and I wouldn't be able to see what the guest reactions were. I wouldn't be able to see how my food affected someone. I didn't really understand beyond like, okay, chef says it's good, it's going out to the customer, 
there was no feedback and there was nothing I could see. I couldn't see like the revenue of the month showing that all the work I was putting in was doing good, was making my like job meaningful. I couldn't see the effect it had on customers. And I didn't understand how my, like, I really was just like, oh, I'm focusing on getting better. And yet I'm a part of a team that is working towards a bigger goal. And so I think the whole head down cooking thing is hard to shake because the industry teaches you to do that, especially when you're in the beginning stages of your career. But in order to branch out and to do bigger things, you need to put yourself out there to learn other opportunities. What are those? I'll give you a list. Food costs, labor costs, understanding costs. Understanding costs is such a huge part of leveling up in your food career. I know a lot of people don't like math. I know we got into food not to do math, to not do stuff like that. But when you run a restaurant or when you run a food business or when you're creating a recipe, your cost is like the number one thing to know. How much money can I spend to make something taste good? How much money can I spend on a dish in order to put it on menu and still make money? You know, we avoid the topic of money a lot, a lot, I think, in the food world, but money is important. Making money is important. Being profitable is important. Like I go back to these fine dining examples. You, you know, we talked about Noma. How many chefs make amazing food, quote unquote, are rated the best in the world and aren't running profitable businesses? And what are we glorifying? What are we, what are we praising them for? You know, I think sometimes, like, I, I really think, like, it's like if you're, if you're running a really great restaurant and you're being revered by your food, but you don't have great labor practices and you're not able to pay your staff on time and you're, having, and you're losing money every month, it's like cheating almost. It is cheating. That, that isn't a successful restaurant. You've built successful food. You've built food that resonated, but that's not a successful restaurant business. And I think thinking about those things is super important. We don't think about those enough. We don't talk about those things enough. Are you profitable? Are you making money? Are you able to pay your staff fairly? Are you able to create an environment where you can pay them more when they need to grow? So thoughts on restaurants, thoughts on food, learning costs is huge. When you're able to manage costs effectively and put out great food and keep your staff happy, that's a really good place to be. That's a place where less turnover happens, which means less cost on hiring new people. That's a place where you're able to actually figure out what dishes you can push boundaries on. Because if you're making a profit on the vast majority of your menu, you might have room to do one or two wild outlandish dishes where if they fail, they fail, but you're not going to be hurt economically. Of course, it would be better if they made money, but at the end of the day, like if you have one dish that you're trying out and it doesn't land, it's not going to like totally ruin what your revenue expectation should be. And it just gives you that guidance as to what you're actually doing, where you're actually playing it. Beyond restaurants, beyond food business, work with food media, work with, you know, food writing, like all those different things. Those things are, they're so rich. There's so much out there if you're a food professional. And we get so caught up in the cooking aspect. Cooking's a small part of your career. It's a big part, but it's a small part. Like it's important. You need to know how to do it. But what can you do with that? outside of that 
to further yourself. I want to read some of the comments. Uh, and I just want to share basically like, you know, what, what some people have said, you know, some one person shares this is fire underscore catering underscore AK from prep to the line to the chef to owner was a long transition, but worth it. Within that transition, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much that, you know, for going from line cook to chef to owner, there's so many different things. Line cook to chef is in its own thing. Owner, you're responsible for an entire people. You're you're responsible for the livelihoods of people. You know? It's the same thing when you're a chef. And when you're a chef, like we like, you know, we talk about food, we talk about, you know, good food and serving people and awards and everything else in between. But you're responsible for people every day. You have to serve and show up to people every day, and that's the people that work for you. You're responsible for their livelihoods, for their paycheck, for them to come to work, for them to have meaningful pla- a, pl- a meaningful place to work, a safe place to work, a, a um, impactful and just enjoyable place to work. Because as we know, cooking is hard. So there's responsibilities, those things that, you know, when we say we want to be a chef, Understand that the higher you go up, the less it is about food necessarily, and the more it is about how do I how do I continue to put out good food in a way that is sustainable. And sometimes people don't have to worry about that because if your food is so good, sometimes you get funding and all these other things. And like I said, you might have these blazing hot restaurants, but they go out of business or they they can't support what they're doing or they're running uh, their businesses in ways that aren't practical. And so those are the reasons why that cooking is a small percentage of what you learn. Another, another uh, comment, this is actually from um, AJ, who I used to work with. He says, going from chef to owner has been an unbelievable transition. Luckily, we have a great team in place to assist. And in his comment, you can, you, it kind of gives itself away. You start to learn that the team is everything. The people around you is everything. You know, when you're a cook, when you're just focusing on cooking, you're so focused on yourself. You're so focused on your skills. You're so focused on getting better. You're so focused on pushing forward, moving forward, continuing to be a better cook. You build those skills up and you keep moving forward. And you have this great arsenal of things, of recipes and ideas and talents and everything else in between. But what AJ is saying is it's almost like flipped. It's like the idea of going and opening a restaurant, it's all about the team. It's all about getting people to buy in. It's all about getting people to understand the, the mission, to understand why we do certain things. Training them. Training them to be cognizant of food costs. Training them. If you don't know any of that, then you're, that's not... Like if you, let's look at it this way. If you're running a business and all you're focused on is like good-tasting food, that will only get you so far. And if you never are able to articulate to your staff, okay, we do this to, to make sure we run a profitable business. We do this to make sure that um, we have you know, a fair and equal place to work. If you never learn those skills, if, you, if those are never like a part of your framework, then you're not leading the, a team in that way. You, you don't have the, the information to guide your team in a correct way. And so if all we're focused on is food and getting the best food out no matter what, that's where you get these hostile and not sustainable environments. And then just beyond the idea of business profitability, beyond yourself, or about yourself, 
I, you know, I, this was a huge message when I started Line Cook Thoughts because I actually felt it and I've actually lived it. Having other things to work on in your life, having other meaningful things that you have for yourself is so important. And not everything you do need, like, needs to be about social media, furthering your career, furthering business, having a hobby, having something that's super like interesting to you that, hell, it might not lead anywhere like in the way we think of, oh, it might, like, it might not make you more successful. It might not make you more money. It might not make you, but it makes you happier and it gives you a release. Like that is also important. Learning how to live life outside of food is a big part of being successful in food. Learning how to create moments, spaces, and time for yourself, for your family, for friends is a big part of being successful in food. Learning how to not burn out. Learning how to take care of your mental health. Learning how to take care of yourself as a person. Showing up for yourself. Giving yourself respect. Giving yourself the time to be there for yourself. Like All those things are about are what you need to be, to be successful in food. There's an inherent dedication of hard work that needs to be had in the food industry to be successful. But if you never learn how to also have that dedication to showing up for yourself and caring for yourself, then the candle burns quick. Things go downhill very fast. I'm not perfect at it. I, I work at, you know, I, I like work. I always stay busy. And I've had to really like tell myself, convince myself, Ray, it's okay if you take your day off when you you know a day off for yourself to just relax to just not do anything truly productive are those days often for me no i'll admit that it's hard because if you're listening to this podcast you're probably like me you're probably driven you're probably have a lot of energy you probably have a lot of things you want to get done in life we get one life you know memento mori it's on my arm remember you will die you only get one chance so there's a lot of stuff to be done but you also want to play the game long right? You want to experience a lot of things. And so if you're burning out super quick, then man, then it's not a recipe for longevity. It's not, a less, it's not a recipe for sustainability of this. So not just learning the financials, not just learning the customer perception, not just learning team management, not just have, like learning like, you know, skills such as empathy and uh, you know, being able to inspire others, but also learning about yourself, learning about what makes you successful. What things in your off days make you feel recharged, make you feel refreshed? Gives your life meaning outside of being a cook. What are those things that you find important and integral to who you are? What makes you, you? You really need to find those. You really need to find that. 30% cooking, 30% hard skills, 30% being able to be with yourself outside of the kitchen, 10% moving forward and learning and creativity. Like extra, like extra creativity. You're always learning and stuff when you're cooking in business. But I mean like, you know, the extra things like spending time in cookbooks and going to conferences and stuff like that. One third about actually like the the fundamental skill of cooking, one third of business, customer management, all that stuff. And one third of caring for yourself. I think we've really been unbalanced. I think it's been like 80% cooking, 15% business, and what is it, 80, 15, 95? Yeah, yeah. Math here, it's 
so like I, I just need more coffee. Five percent you. Let's do four point five percent you, and then a half a percentage of actually like you know continued ad. No, I don't know. I, I I think that's really. I think the the and we've seen it. You know, you saw it during COVID. You just saw it during the pandemic. You saw the the cry to better leverage the industry to fix it. Did we? No, there's still a lot of stuff going on. Is it better in some areas, in some cases? And a lot of you might be hearing this and you're like, oh, I'm just going to work hard. Like, And I was the same way. Like, I would hear like, oh, you need self-care. You need mental health care. Like, you, need, like, you need to care for yourself. I would hear that and be like, nah, I'm tough. I'm 21. I'm going to just work my ass off in the kitchen and everything will be all right. That was the quickest way for me to be unhappy. I've never found myself go to such a high and then come down to such a low. Because after a while, that's all I was doing. It was all I, that's all that Ray was. It wasn't, you know, my friend, like I was like, wasn't calling family for weeks. I wasn't seeing friends for months. Like it, it was just all I was, was being better at making food. And it's an important part of my personality. It's an important part of how I identify myself as a human being. But it's not the only thing anymore. It's not the only important thing. What interests me is like businesses is uh growing as a person as is finding out what motivates me you need to be motivated you need to be when you're more when you're set in yourself when you're confident in your, confident in yourself when you're happy when you're when you feel like sustained that's when you can do your best work you can't you can't do your best work burnt out after an 85 hour work week and expect to like even have the brain function to do anything because you're so tired and just burnt at both ends like it's just it's not, it's simple, but it's not simple. It's hard. And I know it's easier said than done. I know so many of you work so many, so many hours and I, it's, you know, it, it is hard and it, it, it's the reason, but it's the reason why I make this podcast. It's not, I, I know that for a lot of you that, that the work is just going to keep going and it's not like, you know, it's nice. And I'm sure there's some of you listening being like, oh, it's easy for you to say this Ray, or, you know, it must be nice. And I'm just advocating for that you Spend some time to pull back a little bit on the food, focus on other things, and also focus on yourself more. I don't think that's ever going to be a losing message to send to people because I believe in it so much. It's something that I did. That a little bit more investment in yourself and being secure with yourself and being able to sustain yourself, I think that's highly irrelevant. And I think the understanding the entire situation with food business is highly relevant to being successful. So those are my thoughts. This is a solo episode today. I really enjoyed going over it. I thought a lot about this topic. I, you know, I, I, I really enjoy this topic because, and I get a lot of messages from people saying, oh my God, like you, no one really talks about it besides you. Like no one really like understands it besides you. And I'm just like, you know, it's like, not, not, not just, I want to rephrase that. And I'm not going to edit this out because I want to rephrase that. A lot of people get it, but it's not highlighted as much as it probably should be. And it needs to be. And I like to over talk about it because I want it to be a message that's standing for a lot of people. It's just something that sticks with a lot of people. And when I get messages from y'all like, hey, this helped me re reframe it or this helped me move forward on certain things, like that's what I'm looking for. Because I was in that boat. I was addicted to work. I was addicted to 
and I still am, but I am able to at least know when I need a break. I, I know when I need to focus on, and I know what it takes besides just putting out tasty food. I understand what else impacts it and not just in restaurants, but in food business. And I'm constantly learning. And you'll find that the other time you spend on learning, you might find like, you might find another passion that you didn't even know you had. Maybe like ingredient sourcing is something you might find super interesting. Maybe customer feedback and insights is something that you find super interesting that you never thought of before. Expanding yourself out just makes your life richer. So focus on what else is going on if you're in a restaurant. If you're in a food business that's not restaurants, focus on the other factors besides food. And as always, make time for yourself and make sure that you learn to be able to set time away for yourself. So that is the um, talk today. What is up, Wine Cook Nation? This is Ray DeLucci with the Wine Cook Thoughts Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Welcome to episode 194, closing in on 200. So as always, thank you for listening and supporting the show. A little break last week uh, from the podcast. Uh, the last podcast episode I put out was actually a tribute uh, to a professor, uh, Jerry Fischetti, who passed away. Uh, so after that, I wanted to give that some time to um, just have its own space uh, before uploading another episode. I didn't want it to feel like it was like a part of an episode, a weekly release. So I wanted to give two weeks for that uh, because he was an important figure in uh, my career. And so giving that episode the time and space it needed, I thought was very important. But I am back this week with a solo podcast episode. And it is in a topic I, you know, you, you may have heard me talk about before with wanting to expand within the food industry, wanting to uh, create uh, just more opportunity for yourself in the food world. And for me, that correlates to uh, being able to understand that cooking is not the only thing you need to learn if you want to be a multifaceted person within the food world. Uh, cooking is actually, uh, I would argue, a small percentage of what you need to learn in order to be um, really good in the food world. And so I want to kind of break down some things that I think you should be looking at if not cooking. Like let's assume you are learning cooking. You will always be learning how to cook. You'll be learning new recipes, new techniques, and everything else. Let's assume that's going to be learned. What are some other skills? What are some other opportunities? What are some other uh, vantage points that you can get to be better as a food industry professional? So that is my goal today. And I just want to share why I believe it's so important and how it's impacted me in regards to having this framework and this mindset throughout my career so far. Before we get into the show, just a friendly reminder that I put out a newsletter every Monday called Prep List Items. This newsletter focuses on a bunch of different things that I found over the last few years uh, doing the show. So if you'd like to check that out, please go to linecooksauce.com, put in your email and hit subscribe. Also, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review for the podcast. It helps me gain traction and it helps me understand what you like about the show. I am here. I am ready with my cup of coffee. I am excited to start the day and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 